Pushkin. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The true love of music has to be a has to be you feel me it can't be on you it has to be in you, and these people want to wear a whole bunch of jewelry and that's when it's on you. You know what I'm saying? No, a true mission, a true musician don't got to be on you. It got to be in you. It got to be. It got to come from here. The music got to be. When when I do my melodies and I write songs, people are like, damn, bro, this dude really really kicked up. Like that's really like this is his process. Like this guy's a genius. And I'm just like, you know what? That's nothing because I push myself every time. Or if it's not, I'm going out the studio. I'm walking out the studio. Like, literally, for me, it's about, yo, we got to make a hit before I leave here. You know what I'm saying? Period. That was Sean Kingston. I'm Sam Fragoso, and this is Talk Easy. Welcome to the show. In 1990, Kashan Kingston was born in Miami, and then, eventually, he moved to Kingston, Jamaica, and then, once more, back to Miami. This all happened in his life before he was 16, and really before 2007, when a song called Beautiful Girls began playing on the radio. To those listening in their 20s, it was practically the score to our awkward middle school dance. Your way to beautiful girl. That's why it'll never work. You have me suicidal, suicidal. When you say it's over, damn all these and I'm still smiling, enjoying listening to that song. I don't know what it is about Sean Kingston, but he is unbelievably catchy. I want to say two things before we get into it. First, I'm always going to try to make a show that can have Kelly Reichardt and Sean Kingston within the same archive. I think that last sentence is maybe for about 32 of you. Regardless, that's the kind of show I want to make. I'm just never going to be interested and having the exact same kind of guest on week after week. So, if you're cool with that, then you'll probably enjoy this episode. I think Sean is a product of early success. He became famous before he could finish high school. And I believe, for better or worse, that does something to a person. That's not me trying to throw shade. I, I think it's just the truth. Most of us in this world will never have the kind of experiences Sean had at that young age. And so, consequently, 
I spent a majority of this interview asking him what happened, how it happened, and uh, where he's at now in 2019. So, here is Sean Kingston. John Kingston. Let's go. Welcome to the podcast. Let's go. I'm in your home. Yes. It's a beautiful home. Hey, nice, you know, nice little penthouse. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to downplay your home? No, I'm, I, this is my first time actually living in a penthouse. You know, I always did houses and stuff, but moving back from Florida. Yeah. I was in Florida for a year, so I went back home just to, you know, get get away from Hollywood for a little bit. So I went back home to get to the roots and, you know, to recalibrate. Re- exactly. And. When I came from there, I was like, "Oh, I want to get, I want to get a new house, and I'm tired of living." Because I lived all over. I lived in Hollywood Hills. I lived in Bel Air before. I lived in Beverly Hills. I was like, you know, I just want something, probably like you know, a nice house in like Calabasas or something. Right. And once I got here, I just automatically changed my mind due to all the fact of like a lot of people houses, a lot of celebrity houses were getting broken into, and a lot of stuff was going on. I was reading TMZ, and I'm like, yo, I just, you know what I'm saying? I think, I think it's, it's safe if I, if I just get a penthouse. I have security down. I got security downstairs. They're licensed to carry downstairs or whatever like that. So it's like, you know, I feel more secured. Right. So I said, um, let's do it. But I'm getting too much fucking noise complaints, man. Like, this shit's crazy, you know? Oh, living here? Yeah. I mean, I play music. You know, I got a studio in here. So, like, it's soundproofed a little bit, but, like, people, you know, they go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're not used to having a musician live. No, I think they're not used to having somebody that's 28. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. everybody in here is like older, you know? No yeah. disrespect, but I got love for old people, but it's just, you know, it's day type. So you have, you have some sound problems. <laughs> I understand. Look, we'll get to your sound problems. I want to I go back. Okay, let's do it. I want to start in 2007. Let's do it. You're uh, 16, 17. 17. When Beautiful Girls comes out. Mm-hmm. Comes out in May. You perform it on the Today Show on July 31st. From NBC News, this is Today. It's been over a decade now, which feels weird. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's weird. God damn. Yeah, it's crazy. Time has moved too quick. Too quick. What do you feel and remember about that time being like 17 in America doing that song on the Today Show? It's so crazy. I felt... I felt like the chosen one, you know. I felt like very, 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 very blessed because it's like I tell people all the time. Imagine you chasing your dream. You know, you wanted to do something since you were like a little kid, and you just had this big, 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 ginormous like goal that you wanted to reach. And then imagine just one day it just fell right in your hands. Like you know, it, it, it was like I always wanted to be an artist. You know, I always used to look up going BT and um, record 106 in Park on a VCR and. You know, watch Smack DVDs, which is like freestyle DVDs and stuff like that. Back in the days, they used to battle rap with each other. And I used to always, like, you know, buy them. when You know, the DVD guy, you know, when you in the hood, you got a DVD guy that comes and tries to, <laughs> try to sell you bootleg DVDs in the, in the barbershop. I was like, yo, give me all the rap DVDs and stuff. I've always been like a, a fan of the, the, you know, the art of the music was always just a big passion of mine. I choose to go a different route because I remember everybody, you know, it was like, oh, you have to do a portfolio. You have to do a. Um, you have to get a demo, which is a five six original song. Mm-hmm. You gotta go mail them into this address, or you know, hopefully when you see an A and R, you. And I just felt like that's so traditional. Everybody's doing that. I won't stick out, right? So you know what I said? I said, you know what? I'm gonna get on by using MySpace, which was 
nobody wasn't really using it to what, what I was doing. People were putting music on there and they were showcasing stuff like that, but they weren't really using it how I did it. Mm-hmm. What I did was I basically utilized the MySpace part of it. Like, okay, all these producers, J.R. Rodham, Pharrell, Dr. Dre, Little John, all these producers I sent. I basically, I built a bot. I built a bot that basically could send over 3,000 messages, you know, 3,000 of the same messages a day. So I basically flooded Dr. Drake's email. I basically flooded uh, Little John's email. I basically flooded Pharrell email. You know, none of those guys responded. I guess they were too big, but J.R. Rodham responded. How did you find their emails? No, no, no. I just messaged them on MySpace. Ah. You know, MySpace, you can message somebody. Course. So I was just messaging. So they had accounts. They had accounts. So I was just flooding each everybody account trying to get notified, trying to get noticed. And then guess what happened? J.R. Rodham actually responds. He's like, Yo, I like your hustle. I'm like, he's like, Yo, you're very, very persistent. Can you send us more music? I say, Yeah, I got like two more songs, you know, you know, I mean I'm a kid. This time I'm like sixteen years old. You know, studio time is expensive, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, <laughs> Forty dollars an hour, you know what I'm saying? Forty dollars an hour. I ain't got that type of money out at the time, so I'm like, shit. Are you living in Kingston at that point? No, I I was I moved from Kingston already. I I left Kingston when I was um like twelve, thirteen. This was in Florida. In Florida. So I'm just like, so you're back in Miami. No, back in Miami, Fort Lauderdale to be exact. So he's like, you know what? Send me three more songs. I sent him three more songs, and he fell in love with them. He's like, yo, I want to sign you, but I'm like, what? He's like, but (laughs) you have to wait till you come to LA. So I'm like, well, I've got to wait to come to LA. Let's get a deal done now. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I believe in you, but I'm just now starting to have because you know he was a super producer, but he didn't have his own label. Mm. He was just now starting his own label, and he didn't have a whole budget to fly, you know, me and everybody out and all. So he's like, yo, when you get to LA, if you can handle the ticket part of it and show me that you're serious, I'll take you. I'll take it from there. So you know what I did? If I had to fucking sleep outside, so, yo, whatever I had to do, I was going to get that money for that plane ticket. So I ended up, you know, finessing, getting the money for the plane ticket, you know what I'm saying? And ended up moving straight to L.A. with $50 in my pocket, bro. You're like 16. 17 now. 17 now. Took me almost, yeah, almost a year to move. When I moved, I had literally $50 in my pocket. Anybody knows LA, L.A. is stupid expensive. $50 is going to last you a couple hours, right? <laughs> so I literally was like broke. You know what I'm saying? I landed like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and by the time it was like 10 o'clock, I was done. But I said to myself, I said, you know what? I'm not going to go back. Like, even if I got to be homeless out here, I'm going to show the people, the people that back home, the people that say they want they want to do this, but they don't know what it takes to put in. I'm going to put in 110% and show these people that no matter what, even if I'm a bum on the street, even if I got to beg for money, even if no matter what it is, even if I got to go from couch to couch, I'm going to make it. And that part and that drive came from, you know, my mom being in prison. When she was locked up, it was like, okay, you know what? I got to I got to I got to take care of what I got to take care of. So, so she gets locked up in 2002? No, yeah, yeah, 2004, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was literally like like just Chaotic in my brain. I'm like, yo, my mom's in jail. She's calling me for, you know, for commissary money. I can't put money on her books because I'm all the way fucked up. I'm in a situation by myself because I have an older brother and older sister, but they were all everywhere, like all over the place. My own family turned my back, you know, turned their back on me. So I'm just like, yo, what? What, what do you mean they turned their back on you? Like, you know, when I asked for a place to stay, people were looking, you know, looking at it funny. When I was, you know, asking for money, people were like, oh, but, and they know my situation. Obviously, they're blood, so they know my mom's locked up. And they know that I'm a minor and they could be looking out for me and you know what I'm saying? And right. But they decided not to. They decided to. not to. So I said, you know what? That gave me more of a drive. And guess what happened? I ended up calling JR. We ended up meeting in LA and I ended up signing a contract. I ended up getting my own apartment. I ended up making beautiful girls and now we're in Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> we skipped some steps. We did, but you know, you I mean, majority of it it was it was just like literally from me being homeless to linking up with JR, like, yo, bro, I'm out here in LA. From that to Beautiful Girls, because once I linked for JR, we was recording like four songs a day. What do you remember about recording in those early days? Shit, man, having a lot of fun, bro. I remember eating a lot of boxer. Like, you know, that's what I was so, man, listen, bro, we used to literally pick out, <laughs> you know, JR, he's Jew, but like, he doesn't, he, he watches his weight. Like, he's very, very, like, you know, he's tight on it, like, but 
he even said it the other day to me. He's like, bro, making your first album, we were literally just eating pepperoni pizza all day. <laughs> Yo, I got to start eating more pepperoni pizza, man. All the hits came out when I was eating pizza. <laughs> I'm playing now. Definitely, definitely, definitely was one of the amazing times recording with him in the studio, especially at that time because it was like, you got to, like, we had no boundaries. You know, I feel like now people, it's so sad. Like, these artists got boundaries now because of label. The whole system changed, you know. Everything is digital. Everything is streaming. Everything, you know, from 2008, a lot of stuff changed. Very different. Very, very, very different. But also so, your your style of music changed, which is you started as a rapper. Yeah, before Beautiful Girls, I was a rapper. So talk, walk me through the transformation when you're in the studio with JR from becoming a rapper to something a little bit different. Well, he signed me as a rapper, right? But then... One day I'm in the studio and I started singing out melodies, like just fucking around, like not even on the microphone. I'm talking about like just in the vocal, like in the uh, console room, just like, you know, fucking on. He's crazy. You know, JR, he builds everything from scratch. Right. So he was just playing on the keys, like messing around, just trying to catch some notes. And while he's playing on the keys, I'm singing him some melodies, like, and I'm just singing, I'm singing. He's like, wait. He's like, wait, 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 that tone is crazy. He's like, yo, that accent that you're singing with. It's refreshing. He's like, yo, can you go do that in the booth one time. So I just started, you know, you know, you know, messing around, freestyling in the booth, you know, for like five, six minutes, whatever. He was like, yo, I'm sorry to say, bro, but you're gonna be a singer. I'm like, what do you mean? But say, like, you know what I mean? He's like, you're gonna mix it with the rapping, and it's gonna be like some harmonized like type stuff. But that sh- stuff that you're doing is next level. I'm like, okay, so the Jamaican melodic stuff. He's like, yes. So tell me why we had like four or five songs that was for sure going to be on the album. We had to delete all those songs. <laughs> they were all rap. <laughs> they were all rap, you know? So we had to delete all of them. And it was like, okay, you know what? Let's make some new singing songs. My God. And then that's what we did, Take You There. Shorty, I could take you there. We can go to the You know, that, that's what I like about my career because it's like I got timeless music. It's a lot of artists that come today and they're gone tomorrow. You know, like I got literally like seven top ten songs. Like if you really look about it, even the songs that, that weren't literally me singing them, mm-hmm. even the ones I wrote. Yes. Like What You Say. What You Say, Jason Derulo. Replay. Replay, replay by Ayaz. So the, the pen game been crazy, but it's just kind of like. you're Well, you're a good writer. I'm very into like. Concepts and I'm all a melody. Don't get me wrong. I'm about the melody. Like that's where I come in first at. Like I'm all about the melody, right? Because it has to be ear candy, right? So as soon as you listen to something, it has to be very catchy to make you want to listen to it again and again and again and again. And that's a smash record. Jr. said that you have an ability, the moment you hear a beat, to produce almost improvised a melody that works, yeah, almost instantly. Yeah. When did you know you had that? I would say about like twelve, thirteen. You know, 12 years old, I'm listening to a lot of, you know how it go, man. Like, you know, I think at that time it was like tape, tape decks or like CDs with, mm-hmm. you know, Sony Walkmans. I'm listening to Sony Walkmans with a whole bunch of, you know, Biggie Beats and all these type of stuff over there. I'm just like coming up with singing melody. Even at the time where LimeWire, where we had LimeWire. God, I love LimeWire. I know, remember that? Yo, that changed the game. My computer had so many viruses. My mom was pissed off. She, I know. she was like, you have, all these vi- you have all these viruses? I'm like, Mom, I'm downloading like the movies. It was like FrostWire, and then there was... Man, yeah, yeah, it was FrostWire. It just got worse. I was downloading all that, man. All the movies. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, then, But then they're always like, my parents were like, the FBI could be modern. It's like, they're not looking at me. No, no, no. no, no they no. don't care that you're downloading Nacho, Nacho. Libre. Come on, man. <laughs> They got bigger problems. Exactly. It was the guy who's coming and scamming the people's accounts. You know what I'm saying? They're not doing no little, you know, movie deal. No, I, I I took all the music from there. Me too. So you just ride around listening to like other instrumentals and stuff like that. Like for, for like a fun. Here's a fun fact. Take you there. That song was written on. That's Nelly, a fun song. Nelly, yeah, that song was written on Nelly Furtado's "Promiscuous Girl" beat. Ah. Wow. Yeah. So I just was listening to the instrumental because you know, like I said, I couldn't afford. Like studio time like that And the people that produced beats I couldn't even really get to them like that I knew who they were But I couldn't get to them like They like, were you locked know what I'm up. Yeah they were locked You know they are on that level So I was like okay you know what Let me just go to LimeWire And just get some instrumentals So one day I was just riding around in the car Actually with J.R. brother Tommy wrote him 
Shout out to Tommy Rodham too. Tommy Rodham played a big part in my career as well. He's a very great A&R. His ears are phenomenal. And I love the way me and him work because it's like as soon as I come up with some melodies, he's like, ah, you could do better. And he pushes me. So shout out to Tommy Rodham. But yeah, I mean. When you're 17, 18 and stuff is starting to happen, there's like big moves being made. What do you remember about that time of being on the road and touring? And Listen. It's, like, it's just going crazy. It's just got to be. You're 18, <laughs> now like in L.A. doing it. It's got to be insane. It was insane, but just imagine this. Rockstar lifestyle might not make it. I'm literally talking about, I'm waking up like, where are we? <laughs> I'm drunk from like two nights before. I'm going like, it's literally like, people don't understand, success is a high. I don't do drugs, I don't give in, but success is literally a high. So when you're on when you when you're on top of the world, you have the number one song in the world, you literally like <laughs> your mind is you're like literally floating. You're like, shit, damn, like mm. you know what I'm saying? So I literally was just in my own world, just like top speed, just literally, you feel me? Having fun, like going to city to city with like two hours worth, you know, two hours of sleep, hours of sleep, gotta you feel me? Gotta wake up before checkout. You feel me, jump on the other plane. Go to the next city, do radio, do the show, jump on the next plane, red eye, go to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, Did you like it? I loved it, love, love, loved it for years and years and years in the beginning. Now as I'm older, I'm just like, you know what, like a, a lot of traveling on the body could be some type of, you know what I'm saying? It could be a little bit. So of course we're going to run it up, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to get it while getting is good, but we're not going to burn out ourselves too because health is wealth, you know? Mm. So... Now sometimes if it doesn't make sense for me, I turn down shows, which I'm glad. Well, I'm blessed to be in a predicament, you know, in a situation where I could be like, you know what, I don't want to do that show. How how you was know? it managing like friendships at that time? I had a lot of friends, man. You know who didn't want to hang with Sean Kingston? You know, I got people blowing me up from everywhere, but Isn't I, I kind of stayed to it was yeah, but I kind of stayed to the people that I really like knew who I was. Like I'm talking about not like the inner me that really knew who had my back from before all this shit, like. When I was like, you see me sleeping in cars and like, you know what I'm saying? Like the people that like those friends that was like, yo, you're going to be a star one day. Those are the people that was kind of like, okay, you know what? Come on, come come to the mansion, come swim in the pool, come on the jet skis. Like, you know, come live this life with me because you was there when I didn't have nothing. Hmm. You know? Did you ever have an experience where a friend crossed it? Uh, of course. Definitely. Definitely, and it was the saddest thing too because the, the friend that crossed me, he was the type of friend that if I go on Louis Vuitton and I'm buying every, um, and I'm spending two thousand dollars on me, I'll literally spend the same amount of money on him. We just can't get the same shoes. I used to be like, yo, bro, don't get the same exact shoes as me because I might want to wear those shoes the same day you want to wear them, or we might wear them on a different day. People might say we're sharing shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because right. you and me, you wear the same size. So this is what we're going to do. You can't be sharing shoes. Yeah, you can't be sharing shoes. So you don't get your shoes, I'm going to get my shoes. But the type of friend I was, if I, you heard what I said, if I spent $2,000 on me, I would spend $2,000 on him. I literally bought him a car from CarMax. Like, I bought him a Benz truck right from CarMax. Like, yo, here you go. Make sure he was good. The same dude, like, you know, turned around and stabbed me in my back. Why? Basically... He had some stuff. He wanted to do something I really wasn't into. Into you know, he wanted to be an artist. He wanted to be this. He wanted. I'm like, yo, at the end of the day, bro, like, that's not what we signed up for. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wanted to be a manager at one point. He and it's cool to have dreams and do different different stuff. But how he, the approach he was going about, like going behind my back and talking to certain people, and you feel me? Like, I'm your best friend, bro. Like, I'm here to help you. You don't got to go behind my back and try mm-hmm. to sneak this. You feel me? Like, people they're gonna come to me and tell me because. Their loyalty is to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, these people are not going to just go, you know what I'm saying? They're going to come to the, you know what I'm saying, the horse and be like, yo, Sean, like, your boy wants to do this. Do you, do you think we should do it? Or is it okay to do it? And I'm just like, okay, well, he didn't have no conversation about me about it. But, like, that's the minor side of it. The other side of it was I left my watch, which was a $60,000 watch. You left your watch? With him. Oh. $60,000 watch. It was a Hublot King Power. That's a lot of money for yeah, a watch. I know, man. Tell me about it. I, le- I left the watch with him, and he lost the watch. <laughs> Where'd he lose it? He said he lost it at, in Miami. He probably thinks it was like, oh, like, why it's in like South Beach area. But I, I was like, bro, I, I, to this day, he couldn't explain. He can't explain it right to me. So I think he probably pawned it or something. Like, because, like, yeah. I don't know, bro. It doesn't add up to me. So that watch is very, very, very heavy. So if it, if it falls off, yeah, you know, you don't know. 
Also, if it's sixty thousand, you're protecting that that thing. Like, come yeah. on, that's bullshit. You feel me? So I it's mean, it's like, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. So after the sixty thousand I lost, I said, okay, cool, nice to meet you. It was good. You, you, know, you mentioned something that I liked. I thought was interesting. You said that success was some kind of high. Yeah. Is that what you wanted when you got into this? Did you want that kind of success? Oh, no. I wanted, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 I did. But I didn't know it was going to be a high, but I definitely wanted my music to get heard by all those people. You know what my main goal was? My main goal was to hear myself on the radio. I always said I wanted to hear myself on the radio. Yeah. So the first time that happened, I started crying. I started jumping out of the car. I started screaming. <laughs> Couldn't tell me nothing because that was my biggest dream, you know. The success and all that stuff, the money, the jewelry, the, the girls, the cars, like, you know mm. what I'm saying? The houses, like, all that shit comes with it. You're working at the end of the day. So whatever you want to do with your money, you can do with your money. Right. So, it's your, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're the one to put in the work. So that's cool, but that's nowhere near the reason why I do it. I do, I do, I, I do this to inspire people. Mm. I do this because I actually love it. This is why I'm about to come out with a brand new comeback album. This is why, like, I, you, you feel what I'm saying? I have enough money right now. You know, I have properties. I have stuff that I invest yeah, in. Yeah, you cannot work. Yeah, I mean, I won't be as luxurious as I was, but I would definitely, definitely be able to do, you know, what I want to do when yeah. I want to do it. You know, I'd be comfortable. So, but it's not about that. I want to end this shit with a bang. Like, I want people to be like, you know what? This dude came back. He was 29, 29 years old. He went through all this, and he ended his career with this. Boom, boom, boom. So this is your, your your career is done after this, you think? Not done, but this is going to be like the man. Like, you feel me? This is going to be like a, a big punch for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's been four and a half years. And I'm really excited. Like I said, the project is called Made in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, I've heard a couple songs. Yeah. It, it's definitely going back to my original roots. We have Tory Lanez on there. Party Next Door on there. We got Tanache on there. We got Vibes Cartel. Big Up Gaza Boss. Free Vibes Cartel. So it's like. I'm excited. I have a question for you. What do people who are fans of yours or people who are looking at celebrities not understand about your life and how... The it, politics. The they politics. don't understand the politics. They're like, damn, where's Sean Kingston? Where's Sean Kingston? Where's Sean Kingston? They don't understand that. It's just like Lil Uzi. He's one of my favorites because I, I feel like he set the tone of, of real rock star and all these rappers trying to follow him. So, all right, but look at Uzi... Let's shine a light on Uzi's situation. Uzi's situation is he signed a deal with DJ Drama, right? The deal that he signed with DJ Drama cannot allow him to release music because of the situation that they got going on. Mm -hmm. So basically, if me, if you're the label, I'm the artist, and me and you catch up, you can just be like, okay, I'm just gonna hold you out. You're you're signed you're signed to me until <laughs> you're signed to me until 2020, 2022, 2023, right? So guess what? I'm just going to hold you out. You're not going to be able to drop any music because yeah. I'm the label. The prison. It just pr So you're in prison. So basically, I was in prison. How? I was trying to get off my label because I was signed to the label. I was trying to get off of it. I was in contract. Just because, you know, when L.A. Reid moved, like a lot of people that believed in my project and that understood the project, they left the label. So once they left the label, and that's what kind of messed up a lot of artists. You know, me and Amarion was talking years ago, and Amarion was saying the same thing. He's like, bro, like, it's crazy how, you know, the industry is, like, you literally could just be like, okay, on top of the world, boom, boom, boom. And that's because everybody that believed in you is, is, pushing, all, you is, there. is pushing you there. But now once they leave or they get fired or they go to a bigger position and they leave the building, the new people that came in, do they have the same love for you? Are they going to be able to work the record the way you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Are they going to be able to do the, work the record like how the previous people did it? Are the relationships as strong as the previous people? Like all of this adds up into why our artist is not on the scene anymore. Hmm. So I had to just wait out Till my contract was done You know what I'm saying Epic Records I love you guys But I had to move on And I was independent For you know For, for about a good You know Two years or whatever Two and a half years Independent Just like you know Learning the business You know Figuring it out Just really grinding Like I'm a new artist again And now we have a situation You know We have a couple situations On the table actually You know what I mean So God is good, you know. We got, a, mm. you know, we have a nice distribution situation. We got a nice label situation. We got there's different options that we, you know, what I'm saying. So, all I know is that we're putting out the music and we're putting out the project between now and summer. Right. So I'm just so excited for the. It's <laughs> gonna be good. Oh yeah, man. It's gonna wait. be good. I can't wait. From two Kingston time again, you see me? I say. I'd like that you start every song. Yeah, and that's that. The same way. <laughs> 
2007 to 2011, I think, is like, mm-hmm. would you say that's like the peak of when that new music came yes. out? Yep. Is that fair? Yeah. Uh, your mom said that she came and started helping and working with you. Facts. Around that time, you had an accident yep. skiing. What happens there? The skiing accident? I literally, just to be honest with you, like, I, I, the tide got high. So when I, was, when I was riding, like, imagine you being like... I was new to the area. I didn't know nothing about no ocean. You feel me? Like, I grew up in Florida where we got little lakes behind our house, but not no main, big, big ocean. So, anyway, I was just riding out, but I never rode at the time that I choose to ride. So, I rode, like, at 5 o'clock. You know, I, when, when before, I used to go out there, like, 1, one o'clock and 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So, the tide, the sea level basically rose, and I was going 7 to 5 miles per hour, and I hit the bridge. Boom. Mm. Tore my aorta. Oh, my gosh. Get the helipad, helicopter, helicopter me to the IC, uh, ICU. I mean, that sounds terrifying. And I was crazy. Listen, man, I said, well, it was a nightmare. Just to see me make it through that, it's like, yo, this like, God gives his toughest battles to his toughest, his strongest soldiers because I'm literally, I've literally been through it all. Mm. I see my mom get five years in front of my eyes. I've been shot at. I've been duct taped. I've been robbed. People saying all these fake stuff about me. Like, I've been through it all. You yeah. know, and for me to still stand in, and for me to be strong mentality, you know, have a strong mentality and to move how I still move, it just shows you, you know, how I was raised. You know what I'm saying? And a true king is supposed to be that way. You know, you you should never show your weak side. You know, never let them, you know, you feel me? Like never let them get you uncomfortable because you've been through worse. You know, what you what know I'm saying? I've it, seen it all. In beautiful girls, something I thought was fascinating. I was rereading the lyrics today, is that you go back and forth between this like paradise. And then also where you grew up in Jamaica. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, people show Jamaica like they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? Come to Montego Bay. Yeah, on. You want the Red Tribe? You want this? You want, you know, they show that side of Jamaica, which is like, huh, you know, um, let's go and have fun. Like the cool runnings, which. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. Like, like huh? We never even cool runnings. Like nobody don't even, we never even heard of bobsleds. <laughs> Jamaica that time. You know Do you like that yeah. movie? Oh, yeah, I love that movie. By the way. <laughs> but they have to work on the accent. I think the accent was terrible. Between that and Stella got a groove back. I love that. Stella movie. got a groove back. I think the boyfriend, the, the, the accents, man, are like, yeah. I'm like, are oh, you guys from Bahamas? They got to get Jamaican yeah, coaches yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah, not real. But I do like the movies. Where, where you grew up is in the lyrics, sounds. Yeah, but that's what, that's what I'm about to get to. So it's like, I had to show these people, like, yo. Let's make a song. And that's I said, like, after the melody, I'm good with concepts. Because I'm like, JR, let me make a song that say, you know what? Like, I can show you. Like, let me take you there. Like, people make songs about taking somebody, taking your loved one there. But no, I'm talking about take you there. Meaning, like, we can go to Jamaica. And we can see the same. We can go jet skiing. And we can go on the yachts. And we can chop the coconut and drink the coconut water on the beach. And we can do all the touristy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Go on the bamboo sticks and go mm. out. We can do all that. Oh, I said or, beautiful girls. I meant take. Yeah. I know. Well, you know, because I, 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 I didn't drink no coffee today. But listen, I rewatched the video too this morning. Oh, you did? It's great, amazing. So imagine. So I said, you know what? Imagine doing another song. And I said, you know what? Or we can go to the slums where killers get hung, which is true because not necessarily you're gonna get hung, but I want to show you that lifestyle. I want to bring you on the projects. I want to show you like, yo, this is. You have to take a shower. I used to have to, you know, take a shower outside. My mom grew up in an area called Bug Walk. Uh, Bugwalk, Jamaica. It's um very, very country. Mm. Like I think they just probably got like it's crazy over there. It's like literally like it's it's ridiculous. Like it's literally, literally, literally the country, the country, the country. We just have to take a showers outside. Literally warm our water up, warm warm our water on the stove, bring the pots outside, put your rag in up, you know what I mean, with the soap, go straight under the pipe and do what you gotta do. Mm. And that was literally in the back of the house. So every day. Every day. So it's kinda like, yeah, we can go, I can show you paradise, but I can also show you this too. Two sides of Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? Which is the best side because you get to really see our culture. The tourist side is like, okay, yeah. And then they make a big picture about it, like, oh Jamaica's not safe. Don't leave the resort. People gonna kidnap you. Nah man. It's bad people everywhere in the world. You walk down the street in Beverly Hills, a man might want to pull over and rob you in Beverly Hills. You know what I'm saying? It has nothing to everywhere. do with everywhere. So you just gotta move right and, and you feel me? And that's all. Stay cautious, you'll be good. But I feel like that was that was definitely needed. Like I feel like people always say Jamaica did it. No, nah, we're gonna do a song about me taking my 
you know what I mean, taking the woman I love, the woman of mm. my dreams, and showing her my country in, in different in, in both different ways. What has your mom done for your career? Everything, man. My mom is the best. She's the boss, man. That's who I think I work for her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She the boss. She gets everything done. She stays on top of everything. Um, she's a momager. You know what I'm saying? She's a momager. She's a manager slash mom, but she's definitely hands on and she's learning every day. And she really has my best interest. I feel like when I hear stories about people, you know, about moms managing people that go that go south. I'm like, how how does it go south when you know? Like I don't get it. You supposed to be on the same. It's your mother, right? So I mean, me and her could talk about whatever. It don't matter. Of course, we're gonna argue. Stuff is gonna happen. But in the main, in in, in our reality, is like, okay, you know what? She know and I know. This is like, yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's 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 petty. So I have no complaints. What's something you know now about being a musician at 28, 29, that you wish you knew when you were coming up? Just basically utilize the internet more. We're living in a world people want to, people want to see your personality. They want to hear your personality. So do more vlogs and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Do more stuff to you know more, post more on Instagram. Like get involved more with your fans directly. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like well you, you know we got these big records. And you're moving. You're moving. You're moving. You're moving. You don't get to really you know touch the people down here, but those are the ones that build the foundation for you to get up there. So those are the people that I want to. You know what I'm saying? Go back down and be like yo. You know, shake their hands and kiss the babies and, you know what I'm saying, really get involved and just... You don't think you did that enough? Mm, I did, but not like that, though. I really want to, you know? Mm. I really want to get in there with the fans this time and play off their energy and see what's, you know what I'm saying, what's on their mind, you know, what's, what video ideas we have, what, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is about us. Right. It's not just me, it's about us. You want to bring a community. Yeah. Be- being a famous musician in 2007 is so different than... 2019, right? I mean, it has to be different for you. It is different because, I mean, you got people that's fighting on the internet now just for, <laughs> just, just, just for followers. You got people that's coming in acting like they robbing people just for followers. Like, this, it's a crazy world we're living in. So that part of it is very different. Like, I, this whole clout like chase stuff? This whole little clout chase thing. I actually, I think it's weak. I think it's the wackest thing ever because it's like, if you can't get a buzz off your music, go go to a construction site. Go build some, you feel me? Go go get some cement and build some blocks. You can't, you feel me? You can't make a hit record. <laughs> go shoot some hoops at your local park. Like, this is not for everybody. And that's the problem what people don't understand. Everybody wants to wake up every day and say, oh, I'm a rapper. Hmm. Oh, I want to do music. How long you been doing music? A year. <laughs> like, son, do you understand that I've been doing music since I was nine years old? Like, I played my first instrument. My mom, I took, I went to keyboard. I went to keyboard classes literally at like eight, seven years old before I even knew I was doing music. My, my mom took me to piano classes. I was literally there. I won a trophy and everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a play by ear. I'm not no Beethoven, but I'm not a play by ear. Like, literally, <laughs> I, literally, I went there, literally, I went there and, and learned the melody, learned everything as a kid. I was like seven years old, six years old. So it's like, the true love of music has to be a has to be you feel me it can't be on you it has to be in you. Hmm. And these people want to wear a whole bunch of jewelry and that's when it's on you. You know what I'm saying? No, a true mission, a true musician don't got to be on you. It got to be in you. It got to be. It got to come from here. The music got to be. When when I do my melodies and I write songs, people are like, damn, bro, this dude really really kicked up. Like that's really like this is his process. Like this guy's a genius. And I'm just like, you know what? That's nothing because I push myself every time. Or let's not. I'm going out the studio. I'm mm. walking out of the studio. Like, literally, for me, it's about, yo, we got to make a hit before I leave here. You know what I'm saying? Period. What do you mean, where are you leaving? Hmm? You said, before I leave here. No, we got to make a hit. Like, you know what I mean? We got no, to I know. Oh, before you leave the studio. Before I leave the studio. But it is interesting. You're so young. Like, we're this, I'm 24. Like, we're the same fucking age, pretty much. True. And you're telling me. That this album coming out, which I'm excited about, and I listened to two yep, tracks. Made in Jamaica, made in Jamaica. Make sure you guys look out for it. Stay tuned. Made in Jamaica. We're gonna plug it. I'm gonna plug it. I, got I know. Back. I know. I just gotta do my DJ Khaled stuff. No, no. Made in Jamaica. It's coming too. <laughs> What's you, that on your wrist? He's, he's in that. Call the He's in that first video. You know, take it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my boy. Shout out to Khaled, man. Why is this your final thing? It's not final. It's not final. I'm putting out more albums after it. It's just a climax. This is your climax. This is my climax. Because I got a lot of stuff to say. I got a lot of stuff to... I know the people want to know what's going on. I gave them two good albums. Two good albums that I just basically 
went ghost. You know, so I got to explain all that. Like I just explained to you that, yo, bad contracts can get you tied up. And, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But Did you at all in that time lose motivation to make music? Great question. A little bit, sometimes. Sometimes. But not really to the extreme, but sometimes, yeah. You can be honest. I'm being honest. I say sometimes. No, because I say sometimes because it'd be like, damn, man, this is too depressing and Next two days, I come up with a hit song. I'm like, damn, I still got it. Everybody's freaking out. All the girls in, it, all the girls walking in the room, you know, shaking their ass, dancing and stuff. I'm like, oh, wow, like, you feel me? Like, I could, maybe I could just slide right back in. So, as I said, sometimes, you know, mm. but everything played out amazing in the end because, like I said, I got a new deal. I really got people that believe in me. I got people that's coming on board, helping my mom out with the management situation, which is great. I have a question. You and I, person to person, we just met. Everyone in this life that is uh, trying to make life happen and work Mm -hmm. tries to fall in love how is relationships for you is it difficult it seems hard to me to network no like for when it comes to romantic like is it hard to navigate and manage what people want well here's the thing I had a girlfriend for two years we're taking a break right now I said I wanted to marry this girl because I've had foursomes, threesomes. I've had five, six girls in one night. That's okay. a lot. Don't, 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 I know, but I'm using condoms. Don't don't freak out, people. I know y'all don't play about condoms. Safe sex is the best, right? So definitely, I'm like, yo, I don't want to live this lifestyle no more. Like, you know, like I want to take this more seriously. Hmm. I feel like when you have sex with somebody, the energy can get on you after that because you're inside of a, a woman that you don't, you feel me? So her energy is going to be on you. So in our reality of it, I was just like, bro, I, I don't, I don't like going to a city and then have sex with a girl and not calling her back and going to another city doing the next same thing. Like that's bad karma. It felt bad. It felt bad. Then I was like, okay, these girls are my fans, and I was like, you know what, I'm done with that. Like I don't even want to fuck with girls on the road no more. I just really want a serious, 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 serious situation. And then um, she fell right in my hand. She fell right in my hand, and I was like, you know what? This is it. We did two years, and it's like, I'm just saying to myself, like, uh, like, the first year, you know how that go. First year, you're just trying to figure it out. You're still going over bump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You scared to take a shit in front of her. She's scared to take a shit in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> but then it comes to the point where Well, it's just then like, eventually you have to take a shit in front of them. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But he just was like, yo, I'm just like, yo, dude, I cannot. I don't think I want to do this anymore because it's, where are you, babe? I'm at the studio. I told her to go to the studio. No, you're not at the studio. FaceTime me right now. Show me the whole room, babe. I just told you I'm at the studio. You just hear the music in the background. But just to make you sleep better, I'll FaceTime you. Now I'm FaceTime you, showing you the whole studio. Nobody's in here. There's no girls in here. Now you can go to sleep. Boom. Go to sleep for 30 minutes. Where are you? You said you're going to be back home. You just called me 30 minutes ago. No, that was longer than that. I'm looking at the time. The iPhone has a time. You literally just called me right. 30 minutes ago. It's basically like 21 questions, right? Where are you? Why is this? Da, 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 da. An boom, investigation. Boom, 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 boom. And me being 28, young, I'm like, do I really want that? Well, she couldn't trust you, right? That was the problem. Yeah, that part of it. But she also had a dramatic, like, trauma relationship. Like, her ex-dude basically manipulated her, beat her. Like, she used to always put her, his hands on her. So, like, She's kind of like timid. She's like, uh, you know, but I think, um, you know, I got nothing but love for her. And I really, really do love her because she's a bundle type of girl. She's a rider. Definitely a rider. You know what I'm saying? So I got nothing but love for her. But I think, do you miss her? I, I think mm, a little bit. I'm, I'm ready to focus on me. I got a lot of people depending on me. You know, I take care of my family. I'm, I'm a one-band man. So it's like for me, it's like, yo. I got to make it happen, Captain. I can't just sit around and be like, you know, no, I got to get up and just, you feel me, brush my shoulders off and say, yo, that's life. Let's go. <laughs> you feel me? Let's get to I it. Do. You feel me? Shut up. Let's go. Like, <laughs> For real. No cap. So now you're on your own again. So now I'm single and I'm ready to mingle, <laughs> popping like a Pringle. <laughs> How do you want to do that? Because you didn't want to do going on the road. No, I know, but I feel you. I don't want to do that anymore. I, I, listen. I had girls that called me last night, four girls, they're from London, they want to turn up. I don't care about that no more. It's like, I done did it all. I've been in the industry since I was 17. All right. I done did it all. You feel me? I done had some of your celebrity, you know, 
some of your celebrity I don't have I, I don't did I don't care about that no more. You feel me now? I'm just trying to focus on my music, spend time with people. Cause remember, you getting older. Anything can happen. Life is short, so I just trying to make I'm just trying to make some memorable moments and just have fun and live life. I think the relationship, if it's if it's meant to be, it'll be. It'll come down the line, or it'll come when she's more ready and I'm more ready, and then we could unite again and be like, yo. <laughs> We were tripping back then. This is where it really is. You know what I'm saying? So for now, I'm just doing me. On the topic of you, what's the one thing people say about you that's not true? That you want to dispel right here? <laughs> well, they say that I'm broke. But, you know, they say that I'm broke because they're reading TMZ. But in all reality, I know deep down in their heart they can't think Sean Kingston is broke, right? Like, how do somebody that's broke owns a house in Jamaica with two cars? How do somebody that's broke is in this penthouse right here that you, you feel me? Like, to live in this penthouse is... $12,000 a month We're in Beverly Hills Like Your average person Who's broke Cannot pay $12,000 a month Right <laughs> Every first of the Why month Why do they think you're broke? I think because You know The misconception I feel like now is different Now it's different Because People are You know They're starting to see now Oh you know Damn man His mom got him a Lambo truck On his birthday Oh damn man Like He has more jewelry Even after the You know The jewelry lawsuits He still have more jewelry He still Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what Had him that's what was making everybody feel like, oh, Sean Kingston is, you know what I'm saying? Because it was like two, three jewelers that I guess, you know, they were off. People don't even know. They were all related. Yeah. You know, from 47. I, I read that. Yeah. Exactly. From 47th Street. And they were basically like, oh, he owes money on jewelry, this, 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 and that. So people are like, you know how these people go on the internet and say, you're, you're broke, you're broke, you're broke. I just bought a Lamborghini truck, cash, 275000 it's downstairs right now. I, not to mention, after the 275000 I put a whole new kit on it. I wrapped it, everything. That was an extra 10 bands. Then I just bought my house, my first house. You know, I used to always do You don't got to convince me. I like the house. No, I'm expecting. Nice. No, 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 I'm saying this is a penthouse. I just bought my first house. Oh. Encino. And that's a movie. We're talking 12,000 square feet. You know what I'm saying? So <sighs> I'm definitely, but I like that though. I like for people to think I'm broke because that way I ain't got to spend that much money. You feel me? All you girls coming around me, keep that same thought in your mind because now you know we ain't gonna get crustaceans. You gonna get a cheeseburger and be fine. You know, I take you to McDonald's, you won't feel no type of way, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, man to man, what yeah. what does money do for you? You know what? It pisses me off to see a little piece of paper like that as the world like this. Right. You know, people killing people because of it. People betraying people because of it. It's the root of all evil. But it's like we need it to survive. We need it to buy nice stuff. But that doesn't mean we're going to sell our soul for it. That doesn't mean we're going to be different people because of it. No. We're going to still be ourselves. We're going to still thank God. We're still going to go. But don't get confused because I feel like people do whatever it takes for that little piece of paper. If that means sells, you know, selling out their own brother, selling out their own sister, whatever they got to do. So their account could look bigger, so they can feel like they're living a Hollywood lifestyle for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, whatever it is. Then they'll do that. And when in all reality, that's like, bro, it's like, come on, bro, that's like not even like, do what matters the most. Take care of your family, buy some real estate, so that way, whatever whatever you're doing, because you know nothing lasts forever. Or there's music, movies, you got some money coming in while you're sleeping, and you can relax, and you know, you know what I'm saying you don't gotta, you know what I'm saying go to vacation with your family and then really just you know live that lifestyle but for me to answer your question again money don't to me it's just a piece of paper man i'm i value it i value it and i love it i'm not gonna say that because it sucks that like i said again if you don't have it you can't buy the great stuff in this world that we're in but i hate that it controls people Mm. do you need success to be happy um, success, no. I'm happy right now. You don't feel like you're successful right now? I am successful, but I'm not like, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I'm not on the billboard charts right now, but I'm very happy. My spirit is like, I'm on the billboard charts. Cause like I said, I could, my, all my bills are paid. I can go wherever I want to, whenever I want to do it. I feel like that's what it's about. But there's a part of you. Living I, life I, with no boundaries. I can hear it in you because you mentioned it. Like, no, I want to bill- be on the radio again. That billboard stuff does matter be, to you. Yeah, it does because I want to be on the radio again. But that doesn't mean that my, like, my spirit and my personality is like, no. It's not dependent on it. No, 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 no. 
those depressed moments were like years and years ago. Like I don't even have those no more because now it's like I'm, I've learned. I'm I've, as you get older, you're like, yo, it's not in your hands; it's in God's hands. You know, we yeah. can sit here and pray and do whatever we want to do, but it's upon Him to answer it. And when He feels like He needs to answer it, so He's the King. You know what I'm saying? We're mm-hmm. all the children of God, but He's the King. So in all reality, I could say, okay, you know what? I want to be on the radio tomorrow at six o'clock. He might say no <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it, so I'm just living in cruise control, living life, having fun, until you say, "Yo, a time." If I came back here in five years, or wherever you're living, what would you hope you had done at that point? What does your life look like? Just literally, like you know, set my legacy. You know, give back, start foundations. You know, I want to do different, different foundations. You know, like Akon. You know, he did the whole um, lighting with Africa. I want to do some stuff like that for Jamaica. You know, really build up. Build up Jamaica because it's still, like, I, I love my country. It's the best country in the world, but it still lacks a lot of you know little minor tweaks to it, and that's because just of you know the funding. I feel like I definitely want to get back to Jamaica in a different, different, different type of way. So that type of stuff, but like build my own legacy. So like when you hear, so you come five years, you know I have a record label like <laughs> Jay Z, you know Rockefeller Records, Rock Nation. I'm gonna have three, four. You know I don't want to have too many because I want to be hands on. I want to have like four artists. That's humongous. You know, like how he has Rihanna, Kanye. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm on. Build a dynasty. Build a dynasty. I want to write songs for people. I want to produce songs for people. Change people's lives. And you know what I'm saying? Like, put them out there and just sit in the back and watch them do their thing. And you help them do their thing. Coach them through it. Walk them through it. And let them know that, though, don't just sign anything. This is very, 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 very crazy. Like, you got to watch what you do. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Don't let your record label... Bring your lawyers and pictures. That's conflict of interest. You go find your own lawyer. You go study your own stuff. You go look, you know, Google this and find out this and really learn about percentages and stuff like that. Like, I want to be able to be more of a mentor and run a real, 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 real record label mm. in the next five years. So that's what we'll talk about when you come see me. <laughs> All right. Well, look, you walked me through some middle school dances back then, and now you walked me through an interview. And uh, <laughs> it was a joy to have you on. Sean Kingston. Thank you, guys, man. Made in Jamaica coming out in April. Hit me up. Instagram.com slash Sean Kingston. I thank you guys for having me on this podcast, man. She was amazing, man. I love you guys. You done know it. Big up. Much respect. Special thanks to James Roseman Jr., Scott Newman, Lindsay McGuire, and Janice Kingston for making this week's episode possible. The inimitable Sean Kingston is on his Made in Jamaica tour now. To learn more about when and where you can see him, follow him on Instagram at Sean Kingston. He's also on Twitter at Sean Kingston. And in case you want to learn a little bit more about Sean, you can visit our show notes at www.talkeasypod.com. There you can find other episodes we've done with musicians like Kamasi Washington, Sudan Archives, Mild High Club, J-Rock, Peanut Butter Wolf, Corinne Bailey Ray, Brenton Wood, Mac DeMarco, and many, many more. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast, and you can find us on social media at TalkEasyPod. Last thing, uh, if you want to donate to the show... Be sure to visit our site at talkeasypod.com slash donate. We've set up accounts on both PayPal and Venmo, whatever you prefer. Any kind of donation really helps us out. Donations of any size, big or small, ensure that we can continue doing this show. As always, the show is executive produced by David Chen, graphics by Ian Jones, illustrations by Krishna Shenoy, our booking is by Ian Chang, Our social media is by Crystal Farmer. Our intern is Elliot Weintraub. The music is by Dylan Peck. And the show is produced by Alyssa Greenberg. I'm Sam Fragoso. Thank you for listening to Talk Easy. I will see you next Sunday. And now, 
Here's a song to play us out. Have a good week, everyone. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored among some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. 
Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. You know, I love music, but I haven't picked up an instrument in years. You know why? I tell myself, I don't have time. Where am I going to find a teacher? Well, there's an answer. Musora. Musora is the place where you can learn essential skills and techniques with more than a hundred of the world's best teachers and musicians and thousands of famous songs. You get seven days totally free to try it out. And then it's just $30 per month, less than a single private lesson. Just go to musora.com, M-U-S-O-R-A.com to start a new musical journey today.